Grab the mic. You drew a picture of it, but you didn't read my day. Uh, I'm rocking in your yawning, but you never look my way. And speak up. Excuse me, I'm speaking. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, April 21st. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Good news, lasso heads, or whatever fans of the show are called. Apple TV Plus has announced that season two of Ted Lasso will debut this summer, July 23rd. A new trailer sees all of your favorites reunited and introduces AFC Richmond's new sports psychologist, played by I May Destroy You's Sarah Niles. And it's official, or and. It's official. Michael Keaton will once again play Batman, this time in the upcoming Flash movie from IT franchise director Andy Muschietti. The actor last played the character almost 30 years ago in Batman Returns, which featured Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman and Danny DeVito as Penguin. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and much more, head over to EW.com. Now let's get into some trouble for our number three pick, Good Trouble, that is. The Freeform Drama's spring finale airs tonight and finds everyone's storylines coming to a head. Mariana comes clean about dating Evan, Malika makes a decision about Isaac and Deontay, while Alice comes to her own decision about the comedy diversity program and deals with the aftermath of her text to Ruby last week. Here's a clip from the episode. So... We should talk about your text. Uh, we don't have to talk about it here. <laughs> oh, of course not. And I'm, I'm busy tonight, but I, I do want to talk about it. All right, attention, my little diversity comedian. That's high. <laughs> oh, we got a big run through today. And I need you to give 110% because we have a very special guest. One of our most famous, one of our most successful alums is here to watch and mentor you. Can I hear it for Margaret Cho? Oh my God. That's right, Margaret Cho is guest starring as herself, serving as a mentor and critic for the comedy program who ends up helping Alice make up her mind about what to do. Two queer Asian American female comedians having a discussion about success and morals? That should make for a fascinating episode. You can catch it tonight at 10 on Freeform. Shifting gears from trouble to treble, our number two pick today is The Masked Singer, which is going supersized for the Super 8 this week. Tonight's episode is a special two-hour installment, which will see the remaining contestants from both groups come together and perform. That would be Black Swan, Chameleon, Crab, Piglet, Robopine, The Russian Dolls, Seashell, and Yeti. There's a lot on the line this week as two celebrities will be unmasked, or maybe more if the Russian dolls end up being eliminated. This episode also features Rita Wilson as a guest panelist who brings her own vocal talents to the table. Here's a clip. You drew a picture of them, but you didn't read my day. Uh, I'm rocking in your yawning, but you never look my way. Hey. I'm looking down you darling in every single way. Hey. Your funny flow is falling and your green cuts on the way. Uh. Trickles from the grill town, ill town. So that's how it feels now. The deals that were real, so we're still round. Go lamp with a freestyle phantom. Ain't trying to be handsome. Shrinking what you're thinking, because I'm vamping. I live and die for hip-hop. This is it off for today, so let's clap for hip-hop. Hip-hop, Yo! 
Tune in to see more of that and to see Ken Jong's face when Wilson starts rapping. It all begins at 8 on Fox. It's trivia time! Rita Wilson first met her longtime husband Tom Hanks on the set of What 80s Sitcom when she guest starred as the Satan-worshipping girlfriend of another character. Was it Bosom Buddies, Happy Days, or Family Ties? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Here on the show, we tell you guys all the time about TV shows and lots of movies, but rarely, if ever, do we get to talk about theater. Well, today, that all changes because joining me now is EW Digital Features editor Jessica Dershowitz to tell us what she's watching. So, Jess, uh, I know this is one uh, that a lot of people love. So tell everyone what you're watching. So I have been a big fan of the musical the last five years for a very long time. It first came out, I think, in 2001. And then there was a movie a few years ago with Jeremy Jordan and Anna Kendrick that some people may have seen. But recently, Mm -hmm. there's been this really excellent production of it that was done as a virtual theater performance by this group called Out of the Box Theatricals. And I got a ticket to see it the other week because I said, oh, I like this show. This sounds interesting. And it is honestly, I have seen a lot of virtual theater over the last year, as has many (laughs) of us, because Mm -hmm. there isn't any theater like live in person to see. And this is absolutely the best and most well done production of a virtual show that I have gotten to experience over this pandemic period. Is it something that they, like they, they filmed it? Do you know, did they film it during, uh, during the pandemic once it was safe to or, or beforehand? How'd that work? I'm not sure of the timing, but the way that it's staged is actually part of what makes it so interesting, where instead of being Uh. on a stage or over Zoom, it's done inside what I imagine is somebody's New York City apartment. And Mm -hmm. the orchestra is in there and the camera goes through all these different rooms. So it really feels very like lived in and intimate. Have you seen it? Do you know the story? I I have seen the Anna Kendrick, Jeremy Jordan movie. Yeah. So it's about a couple, you know, it sort of charts the... (laughs) Uh, beginning, middle, and end of their relationship over a five-year span. Spoiler alert from the title. But the thing that makes it so interesting or unique is that they're telling the story in different timelines. So Kathy, who's an actress, starts her story at the end of their relationship when the relationship has broken down and they are splitting up. And she tells her stories in a backwards chronological order. Whereas Jamie, who's a a writer and author, um, starts at the beginning when they meet and he's just like got stars in his eyes. He's so excited. And as his story goes on, you know, we head towards the end and they each sing their songs sort of 
to themselves or to, to us, the audience. And the only time that they sing together to each other is when they meet in the middle at their wedding. And then the story sort of progresses forwards and backwards again from there. And it's really interesting. And I think it lends itself so well to such an intimate sort of, you know, remote staging like this, because we're sort of peering into their lives and literally peering into their apartment (laughs) while we're watching this whole thing happen. I think one of my favorite parts of this show, the the song Still Hurting, Mm -hmm. it's just so beautiful. And maybe people have seen various performances of that, uh, you know, on YouTube and stuff. Cynthia Erivo's version of it is just stunning. Uh, But but give everyone your like your quick pitch, your why you must watch this. It is hands down the most interesting and inventive virtual theatrical performance that I think we'll see during this quarantine period. And we're almost at the light, the end of the tunnel. You know, I think in-person performances will knock wood, cross fingers, begin again soon. And if you want to get a taste of what, like, the most innovative way of what people have figured out how to do during this time, I think that this is a great example of it. And it's playing through May 9th, so you've got some time. I love it. Well, I am definitely going to be checking out this one. If all of you would like to as well, you can get tickets at Out of the Box Theatrics website. That's OOTBtheatrics.com. Thanks, Jess. And now we've got double trouble for our number one pick, The Challenge Double Agents. It's finale time for this season of MTV's Ultimate Competition as the four remaining teams finish up the final challenge. Last week left off on a cliffhanger with first place finisher CT and Amber B deciding which team to sabotage, Cam and Corey currently in second place, and Fessy continuing to pretty much be the worst. Who will end up winning the grand prize? Will Amber B. join the short, exclusive list of people who won their first season of the challenge? And can anything in the finale top last week's vomit montage? Joining me now to answer all these questions and more is EW digital writer and resident challenge expert, Sydney Buxbaum. Hey, Sydney, how's it going? Hey, Jared, the good. Thanks for having me. Of course. So uh, I, I want to get to that cliffhanger first. Please, please tell us more about that and what it means for this episode. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty common for the challenge to split the final into two episodes. And this season, they decided to leave off on the cliffhanger of at this specific eating challenge checkpoint, CT and Amber B who are in first place so far, now get to sabotage another team, any team that they're choosing with an extra plate of this disgusting food, which is like ram testicles and like pig face and a liter of like animal blood. Like this is all legitimately things that they just had to eat. So now giving an extra plate of something to a team could put them behind at least like 10 or 20 minutes, which like in the challenge finals especially on day two like that makes a massive difference so the episode ended before ct and amber b made their decision so we don't know who they're going to sabotage um it's kind of up in the air they didn't really discuss it so it's definitely going to impact their game a lot on who they pick i personally really hope as much as i love Corey and cam I hope that they pick Corey and Cam to sabotage because they're currently in second place and that would be the smart move for their team. Really, you know, heighten the lead between first and second place. 
Totally, that would be some good strategy. And by the way, you couldn't see me here, but my hand was totally over my mouth the entire time uh, you were talking about all of that. I was trying to avoid being part of that vomit montage myself. Uh, I'm so sorry. That's kind of wild that that's a challenge, but you know... Here we are. It's, it's it's in the name of the show. So. <laughs> it's weirdly my favorite part of the challenges when they do these crazy eating challenges, as gross as the vomit montage is. Like, these people have put down so much disgusting food over the past, like, however many seasons mm. they've been on. It's yeah. kind of wild. Like, they know to expect this, which makes it so much funnier when Fessy, who's been talking all season long about how CT is so washed up and... Fessy's coming for the crown and Fessy's the future of the challenge and he's really the best player that's ever come on and no one can possibly beat him. And then we get to this eating challenge and he's sitting there just staring at the food, throwing a temper tantrum, essentially blaming his partner Casey for why he's not even going to try to eat it because Casey just fell and hurt her knee. Meanwhile, Casey is stuffing all the food in her face because she is a good player and uh, will do yeah. anything it takes to win. So nice job. Get your Fessy. act together, Fessy. Jeez, <laughs> get it together. Okay. So that means in theory, you think they will not be uh, left, you know, in, in the running for the grand prize. So then who do you think will take this home? That is a good question. Cause you never know what happens in these <laughs> finals. We've already seen yeah. Casey, who was projected to be like the best female left in the competition go down on day one with a crazy dislocated knee. And so you never know what's going to happen. But based on the stats, CT and Amber B have such a lead that I will be so shocked if anyone can catch up and pass them. But you can't put it past Leroy. This is his last season. He's really giving this final his all. He's played so savagely all season. Like, if anyone can do it, I think it could be Leroy and Nani. But... It all depends on how much of a lead CT and Amber B have, and we can't really tell because of the creative editing. Totally. Well, and who doesn't love a good finale comeback? I mean, that just <laughs> makes for great TV, too. So we will see how it all plays out. The Challenge Double Agents finale gets underway tonight at 8 on MTV. Thanks, as always, Sydney. Thank you. And lastly today, the answer to today's trivia question. Rita Wilson first met her longtime husband, Tom Hanks, on the set of what 80s sitcom where she guest starred as the Satan-worshipping girlfriend of another character? Bosom Buddies, Happy Days, or Family Ties? The answer is Bosom Buddies, which gave Hanks one of his earliest major roles. Though he and Wilson met on the show in 1981, their relationship didn't begin until they met again on the set of the 1985 movie Volunteers. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I am senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch what to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.